I've, I've been seeing a lot of things talking of the people making commentary. Um, interestingly enough, the ones I've noticed that have been making the commentary are wealthy black people making the commentary about we should not be um, rioting, we should not be looting, we should not be tearing up our own communities. And then there's been an argument of the other side of we should be hitting them in the pocket. We should be focusing on the blackout days where we don't spend money. Um, but, you know, I feel like we should do both. And I feel like I support both. And I'll tell you why I support both. I support both because there, when you have a civil unrest like this, there are three types of people in the streets. There are the protesters, there are the rioters, and there are the looters. The protesters are there because they actually care about what is happening in the community. They want to raise their voices and they are there strictly to protest. You have the rioters who are angry, who are anarchists, who really just want to fuck shit up. And that's what they're going to do regardless. And then you have the looters. And the looters almost exclusively are just there to do that, to loot. Now, people are like, well, what did you gain? Well, what did you get from looting? I think that as long as we're focusing on the what... We're not focusing on the why, and that's my issue with that. As long as we're focusing on what they're doing, we're not focusing on why they're doing. And some people are like, well, those aren't people who are legitimately angry about what's happening. Those are people who just want to get stuff. Okay, well then, let's go with that. Let's say that's what it is. Let's ask ourselves why in this country, in 2020, the financial gap between poor blacks and the rest of the world is at such a distance that people feel like their only hope and only opportunity to get some of the things that we flaunt and flash in front of them all the time is to walk through a broken glass window and get it. That they are so hopeless that getting that necklace, getting that TV, getting that change, getting that bed, getting that phone, whatever it is that they're going to get is that in that moment when the riots happen and if they present an opportunity of looting, that's their only opportunity to get it. We need to be questioning that why. Why are people that poor? Why are people that broke? Why are people that that food insecure, that clothing insecure, that they feel like they're only shot, that they are shooting their shot by walking through a broken glass window to get what they need. And then people wanna talk about, well, there's plenty of people who pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and got it on their own. Why can't they do that? Let me explain to you something about economics in America. And I'm so glad that as a child, I got an opportunity to spend time at PUSH where they taught me this, is that we must never forget that economics was the reason that black people were brought to this country. We came to do the agricultural work in the South and the textile work in the North. Do you understand that? That's what we came to do. We came to do the agricultural work in the South and the textile work in the North. Now, if I right now, if I right now decided that I wanted to play Monopoly with you and for 400 rounds of playing Monopoly, I didn't allow you to have any money. I didn't allow you to have anything on the board. I didn't allow for you to have anything. And then we played another 50 rounds of Monopoly and everything that you gained and you earned while you were playing that round of Monopoly was taken from you. That was Tulsa. That was Rosewood. There are those are places where we built black economic wealth, where we were self-sufficient, where we owned our stores, where we owned our property, and they burned them to the ground. So that's 450 years. So for 400 rounds of Monopoly, you don't get to play at all. Not only do you not get to play, you have to play on the behalf of the person that you're playing against. You have to play and make money and earn wealth for them, and then you have to turn it over to them.
So then for 50 years, you finally get a little bit and you're allowed to play. And every time that they don't like the way that you're playing or that you're catching up or that you're doing something to be self-sufficient, they burn your game. They burn your cards. They burn your Monopoly money. And then, finally, at the release and the onset of that, they allow you to play and they say, okay, now you catch up. Now, at this point, the only way you're going to catch up in the game is if the person shares the wealth, correct? But what if every time you share the wealth, then there's psychological warfare against you to say, oh, you're an equal opportunity higher. So if I played 400 rounds of Monopoly with you and I had to play and give you every dime that I made, and then for 50 years, Every time that I played, I, if you didn't like what I did, you got to burn it like they did in Tulsa and like they did in Rosewood. How can you win? How can you win? You can't win. The game is fixed. So when they say, why do you burn down the community? Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. We don't own anything. We don't own anything. There is, Trevor Noah said it so beautifully last night. There's a social contract that we all have. That if you steal or if I steal, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the fuck do I give a shit about burning the fucking football hall of fame, about burning a fucking target? You broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so fuck your target. Fuck your Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. When it feels right. Speaking of feels right, how y'all feeling, man? Been a fucking trying week, man. How's everybody doing? Doing all right. Doing better. Doing better. Yeah. A lot better. Yeah. A lot better. Yeah, I can't front. I, I was. I've been exhausted this week. A lot of of waters being tested. Is that what's happening with you? Mm, I don't think waters being tested so much. I think I've been overwhelmed with opinions. Yes. It's it's been opinions everywhere. Yeah, and I think some opinions are are, um, validated because they're backed with experience, and some opinions are just like shots. And I think <laughs> I think that's a thing, man. And we gotta guard ourselves from opinions. Like I had to shut down this week. Yeah, everybody. Just too many opinions. To. There's a lot of opinions. Some people don't have a, a a backstory to even have a opinion on what they're speaking on. They don't have the experience to speak on what they're speaking on. And I get it's lit. <laughs> I'ma say it's lit today. <laughs> I'ma let y'all know. <laughs> What's today? The uh what? Sunday. Sunday to what? I don't. I don't even keep track no more. Me neither. <laughs> That's why I don't know. It's the uh, ninth, the seventh. <coughs> it's lit today. I'm gonna just let y'all know that. So some shit might go down today. 
<laughs> black on purpose. <laughs> All right, you wanna you wanna introduce the pod, man? Uh, yeah. Welcome to another episode. What is this episode eleven? Conspiracy theories, get your numbers, get your get your calculators <laughs> out. Calculators right. One and one is two, two, God number. Hey. Hey, now look at this. <laughs> now, now watch, watch this. this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. And your boy J Fab. King Show. Illustrate. Yes, we are black on purpose. We are black on purpose. But yo. Very, 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 very special guest. If you've been following Black on Purpose podcast, then you know we brought this brother name up a couple of times, and now he's here in the fucking flesh. <laughs> yes, sir. He's here in the flesh. Who are you, my G? Yo, my name is Marcel. Um, sometimes I go by DJ Black Daniels. Ba-bum. But um, just a black man trying to make it. That's what. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Ain't nothing special. Word. Word, how you feeling, man? Man, it's um, times are interesting, real interesting these days. A lot going on in all of our collective minds, trying to balance it. I'm trying to be very selective about who I have conversations with, who I even listen to. Um, but all in all, you know, good times, weather in Georgia is beautiful. Um, trying to stay mm-hmm. healthy, all of that. Well, we're yes, glad sir. you're here, man. We're yeah, glad man. you chose to be here, man, and um, that you you elected to be here. Um, Give us some background about yourself. Where you from? A lot of, you know, maybe people don't know. I know, but (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So me, myself, um, and uh, so I grew up, actually, I was born in Canada, grew up in the Toronto area, moved to Georgia when I was a teen, Um, went to Georgia State, did radio over there for a long time, WRAS. Did radio at WREK for, for many years, so I have about 15 years of radio here in Atlanta, you know, focusing on underground hip-hop, um, man, um, poetry, neo-soul, all kinds of vibes like that. Um, DJ with Five Star Generals, my homies there, yeah. shout out. Yep, yep, and, yep. Um, We're going to put air horns in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. already. Um, I'm an educator as well. I... Um, Taught at my alma mater, Georgia State, for a few years, but now I teach overseas in Shanghai, China, at uh, New York University, Shanghai, and uh, been out there for about five years. And in Shanghai, I'm a little bit of a community organizer as well. I got um, organizations for black expats, um, putting together monthly events for us to get together and just not... um, so, you know, the, the idea of the nod, you know what I mean? We out there in the streets, especially somewhere where we ain't the majority. I mean, even though in our own country here, that's the way it is. But out there in China, when we see each other, you know, we see each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to put something together beyond just the, yo, I see you across a subway spot. I see you in the mall or whatever. Like, yo, I remember seeing you and we're going to see each other at the end of the month. So every month we have this little get together. Sometimes we hit the karaoke. Sometimes we have a barbecue in the park. Sometimes we just have a, a forum, discuss issues between black love. Um, and this is with other black people in China? Only black people, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So how how did you meet these people? Just randomly on the street or you just meet so people? So the network grows out that way. So um, the main method of communication is WeChat. So WeChat is your is your Facebook, is your IG, is your Snapchat, is your Tinder, it's your Apple mm. Pay, it's all of that. Everybody uses it. Nobody does not use it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you just connect people on that. Um, These people from Cali. Oh, man. No, so, so this is for, so this group, 
and we've got hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, wow. But this is just for black expats, period. So whether you're from Compton or Oakland or from Cote d'Ivoire or you're from Brixton, wherever, it's just black folks, you in China, you fam, this is what we're here for. Wow, yeah. wow. And how long you been doing that? Um, yo, I started it the second month I was in China. I got there in August 2015, and I was like, yo, chatting with people online ain't enough. We need to see each other in the flesh. We need to love on each other. We wow. need to, you know, have events. And so, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. So have you seen, well, well, I'm sure it developed into something bigger than probably you thought it was. Mm. Where is it right now? In terms of the state of black expats or black people in Shanghai? Or yeah, like, yeah, black people in Shanghai. Um, so, you know, it's we always there for each other. Mm. And even though we, we, you know, we're not a monolith and we riff over this and that, yeah. when it comes down to it, we got each other's back. Um, so even if there are situations outside of the neighborhood or outside of our city or in another part of the country, we hold each other down. There was some incidents of racism in Guangzhou, which is as far from Atlanta as I would probably say like Dallas. Um, mm. And like we were mobilizing, putting money together to hold each other down, um, um, provide housing, providing food for people who are in as a result of this, and we can talk about this specific situation later, but, uh, you know, putting putting up for each other. I remember meeting people, like, at the airport who were just stuck. You're like, yo, I'm supposed to go to this next spot, stuck. Yo, reach mm. out to the network. Yo, can somebody house this young lady? She's wow. from South Africa. She has nowhere to go. It's her first time in China. Boom. We wow. got someone for you. That's so, dope. yeah. Oh, that's be beautiful, man. That's yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Word. Man. No, no, no. That's really dope, man. Yeah. yeah. That's really dope. Um... We we were speaking beforehand, just talking about, you know, the um, tensions between what seems to be tensions between America and China at the mm. moment, mm. and I would like to get your experience on the day to day of, like, did you feel like there was any tension? You being a guy raised in America, you know, or, or you know, coming yeah. from that. Yeah, culture yeah. and being in China and dealing with their culture, did you feel any tension at all? Or, or so it's real interesting. So I live in Shanghai, a city of twenty six million people. Wow. Um, it is the you know metro. Even though Beijing is a capital, because it's the capital, they're a little bit more restricted because big boy is looking right. So mm. Shanghai, we we chill. You know, a little bit more loose. Um, huge expat population out there. Um, that being said, there's a lot of areas that cater to expat needs, expat interests, foods, music, all of that kind of stuff. So, like, if you go to Shanghai, you go to some place and you look around and, like, if it wasn't for the people, you'd be like, oh, yo, I'm in I'm in London or I'm in I'm in New York, like, or I'm in L.A. Like, the city, it's, just it's all there. Lively, like, everything moving. Be like, when I go to work, I pass three Gucci stores from my apartment wow. until I get to my to my office. Hmm. So it's like, yeah, like we are bougie for real. That being said, um, when things erupt, you know, um, between the nations, then the tension starts to raise a little bit. But for the, but for the most part, things are cool. When Trump came in, 
they didn't really understand the background of Trump and what he meant okay. in terms of the threat. So did you notice a big difference between, because you said you've been there, what, five, six years? Yeah. So before Trump and after Trump, did you notice a big difference in the um, temperament in the, in the city? or Not really in terms of the vibe, in terms of rules and regulations towards, mm. towards um, expats and our... Uh, maybe our rights and our perception changed a lot because wow. as Trump started raising some kind of rhetoric that didn't really favor them too well, they're like, oh, hold up. And, you know, they... They you were know, anti. You know, they're anti, but, like, they on that speak soft, carry a big stick type stuff. Right, They ain't right, gonna right, bark. Right. No, we just, we about that action, bro. Right. So while he got the little, um, you know, we gonna stop soybeans from going on, they did something like 10, 15 times worse than that, but just real quiet. Just like, all right, chill. Um, so when uh, when America speaks on what's going on in Hong Kong and throwing some support, then on the low, they're doing the sneaky, same stuff Trump be doing right. like when we're not paying attention right. and throwing right. in all of these judges and passing in all these right. things on the low while he just says some dorky shit on Twitter to make us like all outrage. And it's like, nah, you really <laughs> doing the sneak shit on the low. So yeah, that kind right. of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and it's been mounting and it's to the point now where, you know, I came back from Shanghai to Atlanta, my home here, um, to kind of get away from the COVID because it was kind of blowing up in my area. And I was like, all right, let me let me just chill. Right. And um, now I can't go back. They've, they they shut the border both ways. Uh, because so, of that. So let me ask you about that. Like you being there in the midst of all of that, you know, over here, we're getting this, you know, a social media blur before all of this started. You know, I'm getting the occasional video from a friend. It's like, yo, man, did you see this shit? Mm. This is like Resident Evil. But like you being over there and witnessing, because that's technically ground zero. Oh, yeah, for sure. So what are some of the things that, that you like saw? In terms of like the beginning, the like proliferation of COVID, yeah, like, like the stuff. breakdown. Did you see it like of, popping did you off? See, like you know, over here, I think a lot of people were waiting for this moment of like a like a collapse, and I think we still might be waiting for that. Mm -hmm. Did you experience anything like that? Like you know, so um, that that province, Hebei province, where where Wuhan is, is is pretty far away. So like from Georgia, it would probably be like Arkansas or something like that. So it's a good distance away. It wasn't really a threat to us. But the problem was when it hit was during, was right before Chinese New Year. And Chinese New Year is a holiday where everybody goes back to their hometown, spends like a week, week and a half, and then they come back to wherever they live. So it's the, like bigger than Hajj, like the most migration in the world annually, just mm -hmm. like in terms of movement. So when you have people going all over and you have this virus that spreads so easily, and um, they weren't really tracking it at that point because they were still kind of keeping it on the hush in terms of what's going on. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, not, yeah, not to cut you off, but what, what time frame are you talking about? So this is mid-January. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. All first, right. second week of January. Okay. So yeah, all of that's going on. And then um, the third and fourth week of January was the New Year's. And so the idea, the, the fear was when everybody comes back to their Ooh. home cities from where they traveled. They Not only have they picked up something along the way, but dropping it off and in the, in the travel. So, yeah, people were really worried and there was a lot of spread there. Um, but at that point, they locked it down. They were like, yo, stay at home. Don't nobody go nowhere. I was there and like, like, like I said, 
the city is 26 million people. I was walking out there and it was looking like a ghost town. Tumbleweeds just wow. rolling down the street and shit. Just like wow. nobody is out there. And you would never ever see that otherwise. So it's really ill how efficient it is. And this, in the, on the low, I kind of applauded them because it wouldn't have really worked in any other situation. I mean, America being a case in point in that when you have a government that is so feared, respected, feared, back and yeah, forth depending on the day you know yeah, what I mean yeah, um, yeah. that the people will comply just because they'll do mm-hmm. it and they all stayed in their cribs and they all got small cribs and they're all there for 15, 20 some of them 30 days locked up but it's for the cause it's right, for the right, betterment right. and then you know I mean we on the other side on some yo but my my hair ain't on fleet very so what, like so was there any feelings that you had like going from that because you, you left because it got intense? Yeah, yeah, and I had a and way then out. Coming here, and I knew I wasn't going to be working on campus. Our campus was shut down, and I knew I was mm-hmm. going to be teaching remotely. I was like, I can stay locked up in my apartment here in Shanghai for who knows how long, or who knows I can get long. this ticket, go back home. And then when you got here and shit was intense. <laughs> then, so, right. you know so what I'm saying? Like, I got here. I had, uh, I had to quarantine for two weeks. Um, and, so what did that look like? And that I mean, it's not enforced. I was just, they were like, yo, just stay at home if you have any symptoms. Where were you at? What, what, what city were you in? Oh, this was here. You, you was in Atlanta? Yeah, no, yeah, just, just okay. at the crib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was just me just chilling. And also I was like, you know what? I just came back from China. If I go and see the Pope folks, right, and be like, right, yo, right, 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 right. You're gonna be the, you're gonna be the agent. You're gonna be the reason. You're gonna be the cause. So I complied. Yeah. I was so, like, all right, let me chill. Yeah. Let me chill. That was a suggestion they were making to you when you were coming back into the country. That was the requirement that there was absolutely no enforcement behind. Huh? Was but it easy? Was it easy to leave? Um, oh no, I'm saying like I did this at the crib, like where I'm saying. No, what I'm oh. saying, like when you left China, was it was like okay, you going to Atlanta? Like, uh, let's check your oh, passport. Like, oh, no problem, no problem, none. Yeah, no problem. Just regular trip. No problem. no problem. I dropped off in Korea. And in Korea, now when it came came through Korea, they had a line um, for everyone who was coming from China and everybody who was coming from everywhere else. Mm. And you could see all of these people standing in wow. line, and they actually, I was going, and they were like, "Oh no, no, sir, come in here." And I was like, no, I'm coming from China. They were like, you better go the fuck over there, boy. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Could have got away with it. Oh, man. Almost. Yeah, because yeah. I remember it being a heightened sense of, like, China yeah. imports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it all started. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And and like I said, we 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 talked about that a couple of times. And I was like, man, I want because I didn't know you were here. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm I didn't super know if you low, there. super low. You have to be. Well, shit. <laughs> you you no longer low. <laughs> you on the black on purpose podcast? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> but you know, I'm glad you're here. I'm I'm glad you. I'm definitely glad you stopped by. And yeah, you know, to be able to tell because I don't think people have a, a wide scope of different perspective. Mm. Of of what's going on globally, yeah, you know, people have their perspective, and it's like, all right, yeah, this is that, but to be there right. and know what's going on there, like, I'm I'm always curious of like how how those people view us. Mm. You That's know what it. I'm saying? And mm. I want to I want to jump in here because you said something real interesting mm. when we were talking off mic about how the perspective has been shifted 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you tell me a little? Tell us a little bit. And about this is that. pre-COVID. Like we just talking about like how Chinese. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. <laughs> That's well, what I really want well, to get I'm into. About COVID. Oh, you talking about COVID? Okay, okay, okay. Me, word, uh, word, word. All right, we can we can hit that, and then we can go back there. I won't forget about that. But um, but let me say this. So so as of March 30th, um, they stopped. And they only gave out the warning on the 28th. And they were like, in 48 hours, we're closing our borders to all foreigners. So unless you're Chinese national, you could fly back. Everybody else is just stuck. doesn't matter if you have a resident. doesn't matter if you have a work visa. doesn't matter if you have a spouse and kid. You, you stuck on the outside. So I actually had a flight for the 1st of April. So I just missed it. So mm. I'm here. I'm not tripping, no. Um, but if you were to go back, you would have to do home quarantine. Um, if you're lucky, most people would have to do quarantine at a hotel um, for two weeks. You have to pay out of pocket for it. They give you the food. That's what I was about to ask. You yeah. got to pay for that. You got to pay for it. Um, you can upgrade. You can get you a nicer room if you want, but you're still paying for it. And there's a lot of a lot of talk. Some a lot of it was talking like now for people who are coming here and they already have a crib. Why should they have to be in a hotel? Um, and part of it is safety. It makes mm-hmm. sense. People creep out and all of that. I get it. It's really easy for this thing to spread out. But another thing is they ain't getting no tourist money because ain't nobody coming in. Right, right. How can we compensate these hotels? Right. All right. right. Y'all mandatorily have to stay in these right. places. Right. And you know what? That's crazy. It makes sense. It and does. Like, it is logical, but it's sneaky. But I'm like, I'll see you. All right. <laughs> um, but Capitalism, man. You know, <laughs> even in a communist country, they still got to mm. get their coins. They still going to get yeah. it. Um, but beyond that... Um, then it started to get overwhelmed. And when they filled up the hotels, then if you had a lease of your own apartment and you were living alone, you could quarantine at home. You would have, um, initially it was fine, but then some people started creeping out and then they put either cameras outside of your door or a sensor on your door. We're going to get into that because I, I got questions about all of that. Is it ill? Like, yeah. so you could, you could like, yeah. if you were getting a food delivery or, or product delivery or something, you would have to call the local police and to let them know, I'm opening my that. door. And they'd be like, okay, approve. Because otherwise, if you don't, when you open that door and it's unapproved, reset 14 days. Wow. As far as like quarantine? Reset quarantine, 14 days. So reset. there are sensors on people's doors over there. On some people. So the on people who are see my face, but I'm in fucking yeah. all right and now. The people, <laughs> the people that are in quarantine are the people that are like confirmed cases of COVID? No, no, no. no. This is just to make sure that you got it. period. So you're just quarantined. When you get there, you're, you're, you're going to get the, 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 quarantine, the test. Period. Wow. Um, 14 days. Yeah, automatic. Yeah. Off rip. Yeah, off, off rip. rip. Yeah. Wow. So when you get there, you, you, you get your bags, you know, they put you on a bus, they take you to like a like a local community center, you get tested, they wait for the results, then you there's buses that'll take you back. You can't take a taxi or the metro. No. We'll take you back to your neighborhood. Your neighborhood community organizer will welcome you and greet you back to your place, see that you're in there, and then they better not see your ass for 14 days. That's nuts, bro. Wow. Yeah. That is nuts. That's crazy. It's aggressive, but I mean... But you can't argue with the results. Yeah. That's a part of it. it, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, But when we were talking about earlier, you were asking me about... um, Wait, I was telling you about... Perspective and... The perspective that is painted over there. Oh yeah, yeah, just the day to day, just the day to day. Oh no, 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 no. Nah, so we're gonna get back to the day to day. Yeah, I want yeah. to talk about the day to day. But but in terms of COVID, so you know, no foreigners have been in the country have been allowed to arrive since March 30th. Hmm. But since then, there have still been new cases, and obviously they 
it's only Chinese people returning from wherever they are in the world, from Europe, from North right, America, right. wherever, wherever. And there's still new cases coming in. And there's a little bit of funny playing of the of the story, playing, playing fast and loose with the facts and kind of playing off like foreigners are the new face of the of the of the virus. And so there's a lot of talk from the higher ups on some old hey, it's actually like, you know, the Americans are saying that it started in Wuhan, but we're not sure about this. The Americans came for some 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 military games back in November, so we don't know for sure. And we see all of the cases in America. So so like on the ground level, a lot of people of of Chinese nationals believe that either it didn't start there or like they have completely so they solved still it. Talking about this, they still talking about. Oh yeah, like they're the still, origin. There's, yeah, mm-hmm. they're still questioning the origin, but also why, why is it still though? here? And if it's still here, it's because these foreigners. We see that it's at a hundred thousand in America. So it's at thirty thousand in the UK. Here, we think it's because of China. And China's like, and no, it's still China's y'all. Like, no, <laughs> they it's flipping y'all. around. It's y'all niggas. Be like, nah. Be like, I don't. Well, I don't know. Yeah, Wuhan, but I don't know. Some, you know, some pale faces were in Wuhan last year. So who knows? Well, I mean, and and that's not a, the that's water. not a that's not a bad argument. You know, but <laughs> but, but the idea but, is that but now the fact that it doesn't matter though. that now foreigners are the face of it. So when you walk right, down right. the street, that's crazy, and and people are like, so that's that's kids the wait, 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 wait. hold on, hold on. That's the general consensus in China is like. We didn't do that shit. It's a, a little less, and I don't even want to go that far and say that it's a little less about maybe we ain't do that shit, and more so as we 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 cure that shit, and now all of the new shit we was on top is of it. imported. So versions. if anything after anything that, new, anything uh, from y'all. like we took care of February, our shit. yeah, 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 y'all brought some everything. What well, that's March what, moving what, forward because we've been talking shit, bringing it back because COVID been on our document since January. Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. on our docket mm-hmm. since January. So that's what we were feeling like, okay, China kind of handled their business. And then it was like, okay, we got cases of people flying in. And that's when we start like talking about it. Mm-hmm. When it was like, all right, somebody got a case here. And then mm-hmm. we start taking it seriously. And then one day we came here and they shut the NBA down. And right. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> that was a day. <laughs> that was right. a day, right? That right. was the day, yeah. Like when they start shutting down sporting March Madness. Yep. Watch man like, shut down. When they shut down these things that America loves, Tom Hanks. Tom America Hanks. loves some damn Tom Hanks. Right. <laughs> Straight up. Like, Hold up. Yeah. Right. It's real. Did, like did we get any checkup on Tom Hanks and Idris Elba? Uh, we haven't, have we? Idris I assume Elba, they are. Uh, I, I, I mean, he's clearly uh, alive. Yeah. yeah. Shaba Hanks. <laughs> Shaba Hanks. Check up on him. But. Nah, but but we we would come in here week after week, and we would slowly talk about Corona. And I was like, "What the fuck is Corona? Like, mm-hmm. fuck is you talking about? Mm-hmm. Niggas getting diseases from drinking beer? Like, I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And that was January. Yeah. Like, man, I wish I still had the docket on there, but we we had that <laughs> shit up by, there. Yeah, by February, March. and yeah. yeah. So when I guess we start looking at it like. Oh, it's people from China bringing it over here, and that's not the case. I mean, I part of it was people from China coming here. Part of it was people in China dropped it off in Europe, and then the Europeans caught it because there was a lot of cases from New York that were traced back to Italy, to Germany, and to England as well. I mean, once people traveling, you can't really document that shit. It's so hard to keep track yeah, of all of that. Not, I, I, so hard. Yeah. Like I don't because there's people traveling all the time, every day, yeah, all exactly. day, yeah. Which is why these celebrities are the ones that are 
contracting this shit. Cause yeah, he just was traveling. traveling. He, yeah, he yeah. just was. He just was Shout out to Ian. I don't know. All right, yeah. I I hope he's well. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) definitely in his bag. Yeah, I hope he's good. Don't put that man like that. Dress what up? (laughs) Yo, he good, man. He good. He all right. Yeah, man. Yeah, quarantining with 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 his with his woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Relax, relax, because yeah, yeah. He quarantining. Who he quarantining with? Yeah. Nah, he's just crazy. But but let me ask one one question because yeah. I always hear you know you always hear about how China is so very strict about everything. Like mm. you know, aside from COVID, the the story that I heard and and I think you're the perfect person to clear this up for me is that there has been a ban on hip hop culture. Mm. What is that? How, what is how, that? Like, I've heard about that too. That? Yeah, there is there is some truth in that. Um, in that with the state wanting to control the message in, that gets out to the people and hip hop always being a conduit to giving the word, you know, word to Chuck D, you know, the black people's black folks, CNN, um, you know, the influence that was getting out from the clothes to the hairstyles, to the tattoos, they didn't like it. Um, so it wasn't so much as a ban, in terms of a whitewashing, in terms of, all right, if you're going to do hip-hop, it's going to be these government-approved artists right here. Frowned upon. Um, and then, like... Government-approved artists. Yeah, government-approved artists. That's crazy. You'll see on the showcase, Whoa. on the major shows. Government-approved artists? There are still some artists who are doing their thing, but it's just like, so, like, they have some shows, these variety shows. Um, it's really hard to kind of match it to something we see in North America, but, but it's kind of like a panel with celebrities so it's a mix of well i've seen i've seen it i've seen it you know those kind of shows and so you know they'll have up and comers but they'll have like big artists and things like that and um there's a couple of i and i don't know these dudes names that don't listen to shit like that but um when they're on tv they'll blur they will like go back into the effects and blur out their tattoos really because they don't want that influence to the kids um the lyrics of course will only be the ones that are state sponsored and that prove, you know, the mainland as a glorious figure that is honorable and right. harmonious and these types of things. Right. And definitely won't cover anything relating to Taiwan or Hong Kong or any kinds of things that, you know, make make things look wow. bad. So yeah. Waves. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Hip hop is still there, but it's definitely, you know So what is because that's what I wanted to tap more into, like just the day to day, like socially, things that you notice. And I might have brought this up, but things that you notice growing up here yeah. and being here and then living there, things that you, that were blatant and you like, whoa. Oh, let's see, man. There's a lot to go with there. Um, but I would definitely say that Shanghai itself as a city is just like so huge and and efficient in a lot of really dope ways in terms of just getting around like we were talking off mic earlier about getting around in Atlanta with Marta and you just stop like at Doraville and then it's like good luck yeah um but in the city you cannot like within 500 meters of any point in the city there is a a metro stop like they've specifically designed it that way Hmm. um a ticket costs no more than a dollar 25 like like whether you're like going from one end of the line to the other, just like, yeah, it's super cheap. Mm. Um, You know, rent is stupid. 
and I'm hurting right now. I ain't paying <laughs> since February. I'm paying rent on this shit for like four or five months. Like, damn. I talked yeah. to my landlady like, yo. Um, when you say stupid, you mean like overpriced? Oh, yeah. High, yeah. Extra like, high. Like oh, yeah. I, I thought I was you mean underpriced. No, no. New York prices. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. So you, you talking 2200 Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still shit. But now, well, I mean, with that, it, but, all, but but real quick, but um, but just generally speaking, um, I'm out there. We got a we got a monthly um joint called Boom Bap, and we we spin like 80s and 90s mm-hmm. hip hop. Um, you can find everything. You can find salsa. Who you do that with? Oh, my homeboy DJ Low. Shout him out. Shout him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom Bap, and we do our thing. I got my homeboy DJ Bo. We do a lot of things out there. There's a lot of dope DJs out there from all genres. Mm-hmm. Um. And they love it. And the crowd is mixed, you know. And what's dope is, you know, and we see this in, you know, with those who know and who, like, dig into the culture, they're all the way. So when we come in and, like, I start playing some stuff and I look at the crowd, I'm like, all right, let me warm them up. And they'd be like, now nah, play some breaks, Nick. Like, right, yo, right, right, like, right, yo, right. yo, we want to up rock. Like, I'm like, whoa, right. okay. Like, Because um, you do have, you that that crowd is out there. You got the up. The, the B boys, the up rock dudes, Absolutely. they out there. Yeah, especially they all out there. And so you can get all of that. So Word. you have, nice. you know, they they fans of Young Thug, just like they fans of Word. Joel Ortiz. Word. Like it's across the game. Yeah, yeah like they, they like rap music. Yeah. Nice. Word. That's yeah, yeah. dope. That's dope. Nice. Do you feel like, because um, I always hear people when they tell the story about, like, uh, you know, when I hear people talk about, like, Japan, they always say, like, you know, they've got their own hip-hop culture out there you feel like that's the same in in shanghai yeah i mean i would say that most places that i've traveled um i see versions of any notable artists in in there i see the dna there so i can see the ones who are trying to emulate krs and i can see the ones who are trying to emulate um, you know yeah Jeezy for sure you know what i mean or something along those or nip or something like that um so I can see it for sure. But yeah, Tokyo for sure definitely has a rep for being down with the elements and like being more purist. Yeah. Shanghai and China as a whole, we're we're very much a copy culture. And so as the wave changes, three, four months later, all right, we're gonna have the new Gunna. Yeah. Shanghai yeah. version of Gunna and he goes I had, <laughs> I, had, I, go do that. I had this conversation with um one of my homeboys, Rasta Root. Shout out to Rasta Root. Shout out Root. And um we were talking about how Asian culture mimics American culture to a T, yeah. to a science, mm. to a point where you can't even say they're mimicking. It's like authentic. You know what I'm saying? Soul music. You could go look it up. Look up Japanese, Chinese soul. You'll find some some <sighs> Japanese dude trying to sound like Curtis Mayfield. Oh, yeah. And they'll nail it. One of the greatest animes is... is uh uh, basically, like a representation of that, you know, Cowboy what I mean? Bebop. Yep, right. One of the greatest animes ever. They they have yeah. a way of adapting the culture and putting a spin on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's very authentic. That other, I've never seen that in, in, in another culture. I've never seen another culture take black culture and mimic it without looking fake. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, without yeah. coming off contrived or corny. You know what I'm saying? That's the That's only true. culture I've seen do that. You know what I'm saying? I respect it. And we were we were kind of laughing about like how, damn, that shit's real. <laughs> like, 
You know what I mean? Like right. you, you ain't never seen no Russian niggas on some soul shit. Some Russian niggas on some James Brown shit. Nah, you really have just British dudes. Nah. That's it. Google <laughs> Japanese song. <laughs> yeah. And they get don't. your head bust. Mm-hmm. About some real shit. That's some Japanese hip hop. No, nah, for real. Shit, one of my favorite jazz bands is Japanese. For the real. The Seatbelts and Yoko Kano. Yeah. The B Boys, they they, they nail it. Oh, I yeah. mean, you've been out there. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Japanese and Chinese, I guess it's a little different. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, but I've, I've traveled but, out there. But, but I would look, yo, I remember the first time, and I'll see if I can find that footage and show y'all later. But the First or the second time I went to the Great Wall, I was out there and just looking around and all this kind of stuff. And I look over and I see some B-boys, like I'm, I'm like dipped head to toe in Adidas. And they were just doing their thing on the wall. And I was like, where the fuck am I? Where am I, <laughs> I'm, like, y'all just, wall? I'm like, y'all just doing this for me? Wait, wait, or is this like, was this your plan? There's, there's paint on the wall? No, no, um, like no, no, no. They were like breaking on the Great Wall of China. They were. Oh, I thought you said they was you caught no, video no, no, no. putting. Gr- yeah, 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 putting yeah. Yes, like I need putting. To see this video. Yeah, I, sure I thought you know. said they were spray painting on the wall. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no, no. That's what I would say. Like, yo, that's what Dave Chappelle said. What Dave Chappelle said, nigga, that's five to ten. That's a death penalty. No, no. But nah, I mean, so as far as that goes. You know, you say you've seen a lot of our culture uh, reflected in their culture. Like, is there any discrepancies? Like, the police act different? Like, as far as, do you see any resemblances to how you grew up here versus there as far as just the day-to-day? And it's with hip-hop culture being the The focus of that question. Um, Let's see. Um, There's definitely... Um, there's a shout out to M50 district. That's a district where they have like all artists in like the roads leading up there. You'll see none but graph and like dope shit too. It's like little fire points. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. Um, shout out to M50. Yeah. So, you know, they doing their thing. Um, a lot of dope artists out there. Um, but in terms of like, there are definitely some record stores that definitely, um, you will find, you know, plenty of dope um sneaker shops and and um and the fashion is there as well and you know you'll see them rock it and you'll but as you were mentioning man it's like it's the the problem is it's just too authentic in that when we do something we we do it and then we add a little bit of a taste to it Mm. you know we add a little touch to it to make it our own but they're like yo i saw this and let me get a 3d printer and just completely emulate it this is what it's going to be um in terms of hip-hop culture or just like living day to day like police is police is different it's a little bit different i have to say like absolutely i'm privileged as a foreigner because a lot of times like if there's a problem and the police will come up First of all, and I don't want to sound weird or what, them niggas ain't that big, man. Like, they come to me like, <laughs> they come to me like. There's no intimidation nah, factor at all. They really don't want to smoke. And then they like, don't speak English. And like, I can just fall back on English and just be like, they'll be like, say something to me and I'll just talk their ass off annoyingly in English. I don't know what's going on because I've been here for about 15 minutes and blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. And just walk they away. And just they don't, like, they don't wow. want to smoke. I don't. That's they back off like that? They back off like oh, really? that. Wow. I remember wow. I... um. I, I wouldn't expect that. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll so foreigners, for most of us, they don't mess with us. They like, don't fuck with it. But also, mm-hmm. we're there and we know like stakes are super high. 
And um, wait, well, let me ask: Do you think this is that because of you just being a foreign a foreigner? Period, or is it because you're an American or a um, black American or a yeah, black, black American? American? Right? Because they don't know. Because more times than not, they'll look at me and they'll be like, "Oh, Fajorel, like African," and uh, okay, I got right, you. and I got so I'll be like. Maybe, uh, yeah, like in fact, all the time when I'm in a cab, wow. taxi drivers always ask, "Oh, are you from Africa?" Be like, "No." Well, no. I guess that makes sense, though. Yeah, and, yeah. and like, I don't prop, no problem. I'm cool. Think I'm an African? I'm all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there is a level of discrimination that goes against Africans versus mm-hmm. African Americans. Okay, so white that, Americans. Yeah, you know, Please talk about that. That's that's, yeah. that's yeah. well. When I asked the social thing, that's what I wanted to get to to see. Like, is it? The same temperature, like how white America sees us in China, because we get videos and you know we see shit yeah. where it's like, look how China is treating blacks in 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 China, and look 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 how they're doing. And to me, okay, all right, it's a video, but is that actually the case? Do you feel that that's the case? Um, there are definitely a lot of documented instances, and like generally speaking, you're going to catch more looks. And stares, got you, and things. Being a black person, so it's the same. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a little bit different, and I say it this way um, because a lot of time, like, like I, when I first visited China, um, when I was living in South Korea, like like ten years ago, um, I had my mom came out to visit, and I was working, I was teaching, and um, I had to go to Tiananmen Square just to kind of look around. I was like, we already went here. I'm sure you had to get there. Just go and take a look. Mm-hmm. And she went and looked around, and, and then she came back. And I was like, how was it? She's like, it was great, but I am exhausted. She's like, what, what happened? She's like, just everyone was looking at me. She's like, I had a lady rub my arm and like to see if the black was going to rub wow. off wow. this kind of stuff. Yeah, and just, I've experienced that. But before. on the other side, it's just like you get pictures nonstop. People yeah. want to have pictures. You're of you. exotic. There are a lot of pictures of me with random ass families holding babies, doing all kinds of <laughs> shit. I promise you. I have a picture of have, me on top of one of the tallest mountains. Have they ever called you Tupac? <laughs> That is hilarious. I got a story. story. This is a dope story. So the very first time I went to um, the Forbidden City, Tiananmen Square, the central place where you see the big picture of Mao um, in Beijing, I went there. I get there. I'm tired. It's my first day in in China. I'm like, I I get there. And I meet two ladies and they're like, hey, you know, hi, um, we wanted to talk to you. Do you want to see around? And I was like... Yeah, sure. She's like, okay, we can talk and I can let you know about this. And they're going to kind of show me a little kind of insider native view of this area. I'm like, cool. So we go, we talk a little bit. You know, they're like, oh, we're studying English. I'm like, I'm an English teacher. You know, cool. We, we talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you want to have some Chinese tea? We can go and have some Chinese tea. These are Chinese women, correct? Chinese women, yeah. Okay. Like, cool. We go to the spot. We get there. She, they do all the translating for the tea masters. A whole beautiful ceremony. Absolutely gorgeous. Would totally recommend it. Um, and we drinking tea. They're describing it. We talking about language and all this kind of stuff. Cool. Right, it's about the time up. She's like, oh, okay. Well, um, you know, the bill is here. So here you go. I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all of this. That, um, that's the culture. I'm like, yeah. And they try to spring me with that. They're like, yeah. Um. Um, you know, typically the man, you know, was like, nah, nah, you know, I was giving you a free English lesson. So that's on y'all right there. They're like, nah, 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 we going back and forth. Then all of a sudden the tea master who was silent the whole time, all of a sudden it's just like, 
it is required that the gentleman settles the debt. And I was like, nah, 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 this is a scam. I'm up out of here. I'm putting on my coat. They're like, where do you think you're going? I'm like, nah, this is a scam. Y'all on some bullshit. I ain't here for it. So whatever. And they're like, no, you have to pay. We're going to get, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get the police. We're going to, I was like, do what you need to do. And I'm getting my stuff and grabbing my bag. And then as I'm walking out the door, they're like, who do you think you are? Kobe Bryant. <laughs> and I look back. I was like, bitch, I might be. And I just walked out. I, I jetted down the road, <laughs> dipped into a cut. So that's funny. <laughs> this was in 2011. Oh, shit. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Kobe bitch, Bryant. I might be. <laughs> bitch, I might be. And I dipped. Oh, damn. damn. That's, yeah. that's funny. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that is hilarious. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Samuel Jackson? I definitely think I'm Kobe Bryant right now. I'm definitely leaving this meal. Feel like what are you talking about? <laughs> you ain't getting me. But yeah, you get all, all of that. But but the thing is, so what, why I was telling that story earlier with my mom is that with that being the capital, not only it's it's a lot of foreign, um, not a lot of visitors from all over the country people from the countryside, the small areas. So you think about Manhattan, you think about Times Square. So yeah, you're going to have people right. from Manhattan, but you're also going to have people from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? From Utah, you know, coming around all crook neck, looking around and shit. So you got a lot of people from the rural area going around and they have never seen chocolate people before. So right, they're like, right. what the hell is this? And so it's not like, why? They did like, the shit where they like yeah, t- touch your hair shit. What's yeah. that? They touch your hair. Um, there's that. They did that? Um, not to me, because again, but they don't, they don't, oh That's yeah, thing, my sister's all the time. Yeah, they don't complain about it all the time. Trying to run their fingers through his hair. Yeah, I'll fuck somebody up, man. Yeah, my daughter's hair is super curly, so. Nah, I couldn't even, like, have a stranger run up to me with your COVID fingers. The COVID fingers. And a part of it is, They've never seen it, so it's just genuine. Right. I'm not, you it's know. Gen- yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I understand shit. that, but at the same time, like, I'm still a person. I'm still an individual. Yeah, person. There it exactly. is. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Wow, man. It's crazy. Yeah. We learned yeah, a lot man. about China. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, we we, we global. <laughs> but you got you got to tell us. This, my my favorite story that you ever told me about being over there was when you were looking at um, a, a housing ad, I think, where somebody was offering a place for rent, but they had very specific uh, restrictions on who they were rent to because they had heard something about, about a specific group uh, of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, man. Um, but that wasn't even for housing; that was for employment. Oh shit. Um, and so. The problem with racism is that it's stupid. All right? <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you said the problem with racism? Racism. Yeah, that is yeah. stupid. <laughs> so yeah, this, it's a synonym. They want <laughs> native English speakers. They prefer England, Canada, or U.S. Um, and then from there, it's like blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, and then... You know, blah blah blah, going down the scale of darker. Yeah. Um, so even if they can't get um, an American or like maybe they don't have the budget, they'll hire 
hella Eastern Europeans who come in the classroom talking about, all right, children, today we'll be learning the alphabets and we will begin with A, A, the letter, the first letter, okay? And (laughs) as long as they have a white face in front of the babies, that's all they need to do to sell sell to the parents. Be like, oh, good, that's a great teacher. Look how long that blonde hair is. So that's all that matters. So you'll see a lot of fucked up ads and they don't have the kind of rules we have in terms of discrimination. So they will say, oh, we're looking for, like, it'll look like a fucking dating ad. Be like, we're looking for a 28-year-old blonde female from from America to teach. are doing this. this. Yeah. Recruiters are reaching out and asking specifically for this kind of stuff. Um, They will say, all right, we're only looking for these countries. Um, And then on the other side, they will say, "Um, you know, no black or no wait 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 they say no black no no black you'll say no black but not only no that they will say sometimes they'll even explain they'll be like oh or we're not interested in so the story that he's talking about and they're like you know sometimes they have no filter they'll be like um um, British residents are okay, but we are not interested in hiring Irish people due to the alcoholic nature of your people. <laughs> like, you disqualified from your heritage. Like, wow. They say this in public? And at that point, like, this is a recruiters where you'll see ads looking for, for employment. Like, and this is what they're going to say. Like, due damn. to their alcoholic nature? Due to the alcoholic nature of these people. I mean, of the people. You're keeping it real, but that's crazy. <laughs> like, that's, you, you realize every Irish person doesn't drink alcohol. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's oh, crazy. Man. Wow. Yeah, when you told me that story, man, I was like, wow. Shit. Yeah. Right to the point, man. Right to the point. <laughs> you oh, know? So you came back to America flexing. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, you know, I'm super privileged. I'm working for right. a university. I'm straight, like... So I hear a lot of stories. There's a lot of weird things going on, but yeah, it's wild. Jesus, it's wild. yeah, been insane. <laughs> I mean, you you had to come back to America with a different perspective, though. Like, as far as what you saw was like privileges, and then not privileges, or what we weren't privy to. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like. Just those, and not only not only that, the privileges that we have as Americans abroad, that we still act like we're deserved and warranted everything. Mm. Um, and it's not just that I wish I could just say it was white Americans, but it's definitely our people too, mm. who be out there like, yo, be like, like first of all, we in another country, like not trying to learn the language and 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 make use of it, these types of things, and just that kind of arrogance that things need to be this way. Why can't you do it this way? This is what I'm accustomed to. Like, nah, you gotta be in another country, (laughs) whole new world. Like, you gotta be flexible here. And so we do see a lot of that, and and we do have an earned reputation amongst the other expats, amongst the British, amongst the Italians and the French, and they're like, y'all Americans really. Okay, and that's another thing I want to add. Like, you think this? Uh, there's a uh, consensus of their attitude towards not only Americans but Americans that look like you. Um, I think one one aspect is is there a stereotype? Oh, for sure, for sure. And I mean, to keep it a buck, it kind of goes both ways because. You know, you will have Chinese women fetishizing the shit. Okay. Now, now. Okay. <laughs> Let's stop there. I want to get into that. 
what? Well, now nah, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> Let's just keep pushing. <laughs> but yeah, you will. You will see that. So there are, like, on the real, there are a lot of lames out there winning. Just because. Just because they exotic. Yeah. Just because they exotic. Yeah. Trying to get it yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Because I hear good things. <laughs> I hear See, this is this, this the territory I was trying not to get into. I hear great things. But, and, hey. you know, and yeah. I mean, yo, and, you know, I, I got to also keep it a buck for my sisters out there because a lot of sisters don't want to mess with anybody Ooh, okay. else. That's, okay. Okay. Because I didn't think about that. Right. Like, because I know from from what I learned about Chinese people is they're very rigid. Mm. They're very rigid on what they believe, how they see things, what they're going to do moving forward, yep. whatever. Do they treat black women different than they treat black males? Is there a different um, perspective? In... Or like is this in like what context? Your, your black like American. In, the, in the context of like general interaction or. Yeah, yeah, just general interaction. Like, would it be a thing that was like, okay, you're just a female or you're a black female? Do I, do I you know, is it. You know uh, what I mean? Wish, like, I wish I could answer that question. Is that exotic still? Um, I think, yeah. I, I, I really wish I could. I don't think I, I could you. speak authority to that one. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got you. But the, yeah, that's, that's. I didn't think about that until you said, like, how yeah. do you interact with you and it's like all right if my sister went over there then do they interact with her the same way or do they look at you differently because you're a male versus you yeah. know what I mean I mean I would say that there are I mean and fetishization goes always right right, right um right. but you know as in a lot of cases in the world black women carry more brunt of it right. than than men okay. do. Okay. You know what I mean? And so they would have less yeah. less opportunities yeah. to partner yeah, up so with we somebody. Got of, we got I got a lot of questions to ask you off off uh, my That's off docket stuff. Yeah. yeah. Off docket. Word. Everybody good? Everybody needs something? Everybody good? Yeah, everybody's yeah. good, man. Everybody I think good. so. I think I'm a I'm I'm a um I'm a take a little time out and get me a shot. If you mind me, let me know. Um, till then, uh, we off the heavy topic. Um, right. Did you listen to the Run the Jewels album? Run the Jewels. Did you I heard about about a third of it, about half of it. I listened to it five times, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I'm still listening to it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay, he's he's killing it. Yeah, he's killing it. I just got a fresh listen, like on the way over here. Word. And it's it's good, and this is the thing with them. I love Mike. I love LP. I love Run the Jewels as a group, and I love what they on. But the the sound that they have feels like I'm Pop. getting ready to watch Vin Diesel jump Pop. a fucking yes. Camaro yes. from one roof to the other. This will be in promo action videos in the year 2024 for sure. The they did the outro yeah. uh, uh, Ozarks. Right. Yeah. So did you like, watch the Ozark? Oh yeah. Yeah. Ozark. Oh, I ran that scene episode. back a dozen wait, times. Wait, 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 hey, hey, hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm season yeah. one. No, no, season no. one. Oh, season yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Got to catch up. No, <laughs> they, they they played their music in Ozark. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. But it was an amazing scene. It was impact- it. impactful. <laughs> yeah, it made it made me think about the song differently. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but no, I love it's it's a good album. 
It's just and, and the lyrics are always there And that's what I'm always looking for I think the lyrics stepped up Tremendously I agree Especially Yeah, yeah. I think I think LP as a rapper <clears throat> Is Light years from LP from Company Flow Yeah As a rapper A lot of growth You know what I'm saying Like, like not even lyrics Just as a rapper Like technically I think he's Became a better rapper And I think it's because Of Big Mike Or uh, Killer Mike yeah, he was going by Big, Big Mike. Mike or bigger, what up? Yeah, yeah. Well, sh- sh- Killer Mike. Shout, shout out, out to Big Mike yeah. and Killer Mike. Yeah, yeah. shout out yeah. to both of y'all, man. Yeah. Do- y- y'all doing y'all thing, but I think um, Killer Mike has become more of a lyricist than a rapper. I think he was a better rapper than a lot of niggas before, and now he's yeah. a better lyricist. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. I don't think there's too many people that can hang with him like word for word. He's saying a lot on this album too. Whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. He's saying a whole lot yeah, on this album. He's a lot of motivation. Timely. A lot of motivation on this yeah. album. Fab, where are you ranking it? Where? Um, I mean, I think it's their it's their best album that they've mm. done. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah, for sure. I for can sure. agree with that for sure. Like I, I've listened to all the albums, but this one, maybe it's the time. That we're in, but and it, I, I was thinking about that's a that, big like factor. Just, yeah, yeah like did, did it just catch yeah. me? Like because we in this time of like fire and brimstone, and yeah, they and it just, just hit you with it. It just it just hit different, man. Like the way it's, the yeah. way it makes me feel, just it's so much energy. Uh, it's just loud. Uh, it's just different. It's public enemy. Yeah, go go back and listen to that uh, that rap music album mm. right now. Well, yeah, he been doing this shit for a long time. Mike's been on that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he been doing it for yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. But this is like with the bow on top. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like it's it's. I just like the boom bap, man. That's my thing. I yeah, just, I, I'm a big fan of the gritty ass drums and the samples. Yeah, and, and we we only what yeah. we, we six months into the year, right? Yeah. So the albums of the year are Royce. Royce. Royce, yeah. Gibbs. Gibbs. Gibbs and hit us in the head twice. And these are the <laughs> these are the three dudes we talked about last week yeah. that had incredible rebrands. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Mm. That was here in the nineties. Yeah. Two thousand well, early two thousand. Maybe not Gibbs so much, but Royce definitely. And Royce was always top tier. But now he's like the people's Champ, yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that's the difference being top tier and being people's champ. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like having that, having that, um, what I want to say that 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 backbone of people supporting you. Yeah, like it's you, the, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's the realization, man, that they're having that they're having of hey, what I've been taught. I could talk my shit. Yeah, I can I do what I want to do. Shit. I don't got to do what these labels tell me to do. Right. I can I can be truthful to myself mm. right. and reap the benefits. Right. That's what they're doing. And it's not too many people before them that had that. Nah, it's Jay-Z, maybe. Nah. Yeah, right. it's, a, it's, it's a way of thinking. You know what I mean? Like, he even mm-hmm. in that, um in, on the last album, he even said it. He was like, you know, what's the point of the music if it doesn't age well? If you own a hundred percent of some bullshit, what you it's own? Like owning 100% you own a hundred percent bullshit. Yeah. The music has to age. Now nah, that's real shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I yeah I think those guys have like really figured that out. You know what I mean? And I think the streaming was like 
the um, conduit to making that more have artists be more confident in taking a career in their own hands. Yeah, because the fact that it's like, all right, if the bottom fall out, I could do DistroKid. Mm. I don't have to fuck with Sony. Mm. I don't have to fuck with uh, Interscope. I don't have to fuck with these people. Yeah, there's so many more outlets now. It's not just because you know the old format was radio. You know, single, music video, yeah, tape, single, yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah, but now it's yeah. you don't got to do any of that. Nothing. You don't even got to do promotion if you don't want to. It's just, hey, I'm putting I'm out on, on like one of the jewels. Just did it. Just I, dropped it early. Just boom. Isaiah Isn't was it shot. ill yeah. how no promotion turned into promotion with the like the sneak drops? <laughs> but but that's, when you think about you know it, me? that's what we always really wanted. Like we, I, no, we didn't know we wanted it. No, no, no. <laughs> we didn't I, know we would appreciate it as much as like when Beyonce. I think Beyonce yeah, was yeah, like Beyonce the first for sure, one to yeah, do for it. Sure. When she was just like, "Bang, I'm just dropping just an album." But you remember, surprise, yeah, for artists that big to just yeah. no single, nothing. I remember me as a kid, Source Magazine, mm-hmm. looking at that coming soon section, yeah, and saying, "Oh, this is coming out then. This is coming out then." And then the next month, get the magazine. Same albums coming it's out. coming out Same in October now. Not no <laughs> pushing it back. Yeah, and yeah. I was pissed. I'm like, man, come on, like just like I always want to just just put it out. I never wanted. I don't think anybody really truly ever wanted the give me the radio single, give me this, give me the street single. Then put the album out. This is like no, that was that was a that was a mode of operation. Yeah, man. like but no mm-hmm. fans. I was never like whenever I heard an artist say. I got something for everybody on my album. Nah. I know it's a terrible album. I know that's a terrible album. It never goes well nope. when they say that shit. I got nope. something for everybody. It's like, huh? Yeah, it's something on there for everybody. Like, I, oh, I, I don't shit. like everybody. Yeah. Right. Nope. That means you got one track on there for right. me. <laughs> right. You made one for me. Thank you. But, yeah, I think we've seen a change on the guard as far as music being released, how it's released, mm-hmm. when it's released. And I don't know, man. I'm I'm just waiting on the dragon, man. I'm sitting there. I'm waiting <laughs> name, on the dragon. His man. name Real keeps coming up in, in a lot of I'm different circles. I'm waiting on Real the dragon. Dude, I was I was I'm talking about Kendrick. Kendrick. When I said, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like, right, right. Real quiet. Yeah, Real he's been quiet. way too quiet. So a lot I of no. And the thing is, I've been hearing people like you know, oh shit, you know, during all of what's going on now, they're trying to flame this guy for like not saying a lot, and I'm like, yo. Y'all forget this motherfucker made an album called To Pimp a Butterfly. Go listen to my last album. <laughs> yeah. How about that? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, he just, doesn't have to say anything no. at this my, point. Nigga, I shot a picture of all my niggas in front of the White, white House. House. On top of the huh. dead judge, bro. <laughs> On top of the dead judge. What else you want me to say? I love that album cover, man. What else you want shout me to say? Shout out to Kendrick, man. <laughs> shout out to Kendrick, man. One of my favorite man. albums. Yo, what the, uh, yeah, Run the Jewels. What if we Gibbs, got? man? I can't, I, I can't, we got I can't we got see. a healthy dose of Alfredo mm. over this past uh, Gibbs, week. Gibbs, yeah. well, Alfredo was. Fire. I'm going to be 100 percent biased because I'm from Indiana. Gibbs, greatest fucking rapper on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> How about that, New York niggas? <laughs> I've been waiting come... to talk this shit for so fucking long. <laughs> the closest I got to be like Common, like all right, Midwest, yeah, and Twisted Midwest. But now I get to really yeah. talk shit about a nigga from Indiana being one of the best rappers. Like, what would you say the other day? He was like, um, the 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 dopest group is from Buffalo, New York, and the illest MC, MC. right now is from Gary, Indiana. Shit. 
It's hip hop. Trump man. is president. Trump I doubt. president. <laughs> Michael Jackson was murdered. We live in Bizarro Land. Prince is gone. Right. Yeah. We do. We live, <laughs> we live in, in like Bizarro a, World. Alternate timeline. Yeah. I, I really feel like that sometimes. If you was a kid born in the 80s and you're looking at the world now, you cannot believe what's going on. You couldn't have told me that Donald Trump would have been the president. Fans. No. Like, you never could have told me that. You couldn't no. have told me Michael Jackson would be murdered. Right. <laughs> Half of the people that are not here, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Prince, Prince, Whitney Houston. Is yeah. gone. Shout out Prince's birthday. Right. Oh, uh, word. When's his birthday? Today. Today? 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 Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Today. yeah. <laughs> Words, yeah, shot, yo, yo, we gotta, yeah, yep, you got me, <laughs> yeah, words, yeah, shout out to Prince, shout man. out to Prince. That's the man. first, the first movie I ever watched on a VHS machine was Purple, Purple Rain, Rain. Mm-hmm. and then it was Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep, I don't remember what the first movie. I yeah, it was Purple Rain, and I remember, uh, uh, what's her name? Apollonia. Apollonia mm-hmm. was yes. in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember I my mom tried to cover today. my my eyes up. <laughs> right now. And I was like, nah, I'm rewinding this. <laughs> On that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lake of Minnetonka? Had to close my eyes. That ain't Lake Minnetonka. No, not even that. <laughs> the part when, when he was uh, in the basement with her. Uh, and was playing the chick crying in reverse. Yo, Prince was wild, man. <laughs> yo, <laughs> he was ill. Prince he made his own movies. He made his own movies. He's a wizard. It's, hey, it's, it's crazy. Damn, I didn't know it was Prince's birthday. Yeah. yeah, yeah shout out today. to you for that information. Yeah, yeah rest in Word. peace. Rest in peace. Man, rest in power, rest Prince, in peace man. And power to Purple. God. Yeah, Yo. we definitely got to yeah, we gotta close this out right. Yeah, man. We gotta do the right thing. Yeah. What he want us to oh, I'm like, it's just, right, just right, no right. Prince. Touch if you will. Don't do it. Yeah, we ain't gonna do that. Um, Turn the podcast off. <laughs> right. Yeah, shit just everything just shut down. Do you Fuck own the distributions? <laughs> All right, man. What uh But um I guess speaking of we can we can check out this segue. Minneapolis Prince. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. His city going his city on fire right now. Yeah, still. And that's, and that's the thing about it too. I really, really, really love Minneapolis too. It's a dope city. It's a dope. I've never been there. Man, it's beautiful. All I, I remember about yeah. Minneapolis is the, uh from a forty year old virgin and a chick that had the big ass titties. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really dope city, man. I got a crazy Minneapolis story. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, we were there. I was I was I was uh, on tour with this group called uh, Animal House. Uh, say no more. Friend. Long time ago, yeah, <laughs> long time ago. It was like an end. It was a, a a tour of like independent artists, and it was actually a potluck tour. The group Potluck. Uh-huh. Y'all ever heard of them? Nah. They they out of California. Play on words. They're dope. Potluck. They're dope. Okay. Yeah. Check Shout them out. Shout out to Potluck. But um, they were. I was on tour with them. We had stopped at this club, right? And this they were doing the show there that night. Mm-hmm. Some chick took out a personal ad and put that shit on the side of the club. It said, uh, "The dude's name. I think it was like Robert or some shit like that. I know everything." I've go, don't worry about our joint bank account. I've cleaned everything out. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I know that I saw the videos of everything. Huh? This is on the side of a building. Wait, wait, wait. wait. This is on the side of the club she that they were performing in. She she caught him doing something. They were engaged. Robert had apparently fucked up completely. Up. She caught the video. She cleaned the bank account out. 
and use the money. She put that on the billboard. Uh, like, I, I used, used this money. money to pay for okay. this advertisement. All right, Robbie. It's over. Sorry. Wow. Damn, that's fucked up. I got a picture of that somewhere. But, <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So she what? had to know that he would see it, too. So that, That's my Minneapolis he, story. He was, a rock, he was like, in a, in a band? I don't know who the fuck Robert was. Okay, all right. <laughs> Whoever Robert was, he was supposed to see that shit. Yeah, you know yeah. it. Where, wherever Robbie Robert is right now, is. if that happened to you... Robbie from Minneapolis. <laughs> hey man. To all the Robbies from Minneapolis. Yeah, just to all, all the Robbies. Robbies. <laughs> all the Robbies in Minneapolis right now. If you're hurting, hey man. Hey man. Keep your head up, man. Hey man, make you a taco. Be yeah. all right with yourself. Right. You know, shit mm-hmm. happens. And shit happened to you. <laughs> it definitely did, man. But now Minneapolis is beautiful, man. It's a yeah. beautiful city. Yeah, and that's that's just well. I, well, I mean, we kind of touched on what was going on in all the cities, man. And yeah, you, well, you said you've been here since February. Yeah. So, what did you think about what happened in Atlanta with them um, fucking up the Walgreens and CVSs and all that bullshit? So, I think it's important for us to recognize that there's different levels to how we can contribute, and true, I think people can contribute. Monetarily, they can contribute with their presence. They can contribute with their intimidation. They can contribute with their vote. They can contribute with right. their perspective, perspectives, mm-hmm. with their Experience. art, with their music, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Um, so I don't mind a little destruction. Um, I wasn't mad at it. Um, I also, I'm not a fan of. I respect politicians and I understand that their primary function is to take care of things. I told you this was going to be lit, right? <laughs> you did. Yeah, my bad. No, 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 no. It's all good. <laughs> it's I, I, yeah. it's building. I told you this was going to be lit. If y'all can hear this, I hope y'all can't. Boy. But let me, uh, hold on. In terms of politicians, they got to take care of what they were hired, you know, elected to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not mad at Keisha for talking to us like you know, like somebody, yeah. mama. like somebody, mama. That's her job. Yeah. Um, I take pause at Killer Mike, telling us to save our rage for June 9th and November third. Mm. But do you think he really meant that though? Um, I feel like he was talking in code. Yeah, <laughs> I think there was a lot of. I think it was a masterpiece in rhetoric, mm. and I would love to break that down for like one of the courses that I teach in terms of all of the. Like persuasive elements that appeared that in there. Shit, bro. Yo, no, see, I was thinking you about that shit that on, the, shit. on the way here. Like, yeah. there's so much in there. <laughs> um, but, but for me, um, we all know what he does. We all nobody. He's certified. Well, he's yeah. you know what I mean? right. Right. So that's not question. So for me, it just felt a little bit weird, a little bit gross to have this man understanding the pain of the people and to respond to it with fill out your census form. Um, I understand why he was there. I understand who he was supporting. And I understand, you know, the the little pieces of red meat he fed us. Yo, your partner's in jail on a weed charge? Do this. Yo, this, blah, blah, blah. I understand all of that. But for the masses who are angry and upset and fed up, and I, I think it could have been framed a little bit better with all due respect for everything that he does and yeah. has done, will be continuing to do. Yeah. yeah, and it's a, it's a. That's the part that's that's the, the hard part is right now, everyone's having a call to action. You know, you got everybody donating money, um, but my biggest issue is 
all right, what are we going to do two months from now, mm-hmm. three months from now? Mm-hmm. Are we still going to have that fire to where we can execute? Yeah, Cause, that's what I'm worried about. Because we've been here before. Mm-hmm. We've been and, angry before. Shit, yeah. we've been angry for hundreds of years. Oh, yeah. So I think a part of when when Killer Mike was saying, fed out that census, is saying we need to be represented in, hey, where are we at? So Of course. Because that's kind of the basis for a lot of how places get funded. Uh, and you know? all of that is understood. Mm-hmm. Niggas is mad now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? That's that's my point. Yeah. I'm angry. I'm, I'm infuriated right mm-hmm. now. And what are you telling me to do with my anger? Fill out a form. Yeah, true. That's not what niggas want to hear right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what you're I'm right. You're it's right. a part of the process. Yeah. No question. Voting, all of that is a part of the mm-hmm. process. I just wish he spoke to our rage and, and addressed it to our rage. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean he was he was he was pissed I off think, too. So it's like Oh yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. I feel like he was talking in code. I feel like, you know, him wearing that shirt was not a fucking like mistake it wasn't a coincidence mm-hmm. and i think the fact that he kept saying you know your own don't burn your own shit down don't don't tear your own neighborhoods down you know what mm-hmm. i mean of course you know he can't get out here and be like yo y'all fuck shit up because he did that before and then life jennings jumped on the coon train with him you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it was like oh you're not gonna tell these people to to militarize and arm themselves because i feel like i've watched i'm watching mike Play the role that he wants to play. He even talked about it on this Run the Jewels, this last Run the Jewels album on that um, uh, a few words for the Firing Squad album. Like yeah. he was talking about that, like mm-hmm. him having to be like, okay, people on one end are telling me that mm-hmm. I can be the next Martin, I could be the next Malcolm, I can lead the charge because you know I, I go back and forth, you know, personally on whether that is something that we need is another political leader. You know what yeah. I mean? But that's that's a whole different argument. But the fact that, you know, he acknowledged that, like, okay, these people are telling me that I am the person that can take up the torch. You're talking about the killer Mike bars? Right. But I also understand that I have a very... This, the other side of it is my practical side. There's a lot of sacrifice that has to come with that. Yeah. And, right. you know, him... I feel like I've, I've watched him yeah. kind of go back and forth like he wants to to play that role he wants to play that role but he also realizes the the practicality of it as well and like the you oh, know yeah. that sacrifice is very real oh, which yeah. is the reason that you know we've kind of been in this position now for probably about the past 40 yeah. 50 years yeah. because yeah. if you're gonna walk on the same shoes as a martin luther king as a malcolm x or, you know, Booker T. Washington, whoever. The question becomes, how uncomfortable are we going to be? Because if you're looking at, like, an Angela Davis, if you're looking at the Vanguard, you're looking at Fred Hampton, you're looking at, hell, you know, Martin Luther King was a little bit more civil. The Nation of Islam was organized. That's what set them apart. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you're really going to challenge this thing, it's about sacrificing how uncomfortable you're willing to be in the midst of all of that. Because mm-hmm. these people that you read about, you know, Mumia Abu-Jamal, you know, all of these people, Bunchy Carter, Huey P, these motherfuckers were real outlaws. Yeah. Like, they were like, yo, we about to die or go to jail about this shit. Yeah. One or the other. Yeah. So how many people out there nowadays, and even including myself, 
I'm including myself in this question because I ask myself that all the time. How willing am I to sacrifice? Would you would would you would have kicked over your man seeing one of your buds getting choked out on the street? Would you oh, kick him over? If it was one anybody anybody, yeah, I would have. We'd have went to. I don't went to jail for that. Yeah, kicking I, the I cop in the that. face. I teeter on that. I teeter as well. I'm pretty sure there would have been hesitation, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, because you're but thinking about your family. You think you're about thinking about home. your personal, you know what I mean? Shit. And yeah. it's like, because I feel like when this is kind of, I don't want to take away from what you're saying. No, you But right. I want people to really put themselves in that position. Like, you seeing a guy get choked out, what decision are you making? Or That's what do you think question. is the best decision? What's the sacrifice? You know what I'm saying? What's the sacrifice? Like, because yeah. I, I think your man... That was there That was screaming at him And telling him Yo get off his neck I think he did a good job Of just making sure That you know You're doing some wrong shit Right now yeah, Now bro, I think at this point though Like we know what it is So like we yeah, know right, What right. the We know what the outcome Is gonna be If we don't Do something But do we though At that moment Do you know mm-hmm. that It was That's gonna result In his death That's where right. I'm teetering as right. well. Yeah Right Cause it's like Alright I could kick him off and then it's, it's two niggas dead. Right. And we both get killed. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And right. then and, and I'm on video for assault. So mm-hmm. niggas not gonna have my side. <laughs> Court's not gonna have my side. It's automatic for you, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I've assault I've assaulted a cop at that point. So that's the duality that we faced with. You know, because like you said, I've assaulted a cop, but the problem is still persists. So if it was well, not necessarily just the cop, right. but the system that the cop represents. That's the intangible. That's the but, shit you can't prove. But mm-hmm. what do you do in the moment? We that's what we saying. Like right. what do you do in like, the moment? Like what do you do in the moment? You what know what is I'm saying? The decision like, that you make? Is there a right decision to be made? Or are you just risking your life and then just be another shirt? So again, another it comes, hashtag. It comes to the question of because on the debate again, and I, I don't know if I mentioned it on here on the, the podcast. A lot of the debates that I've been getting into, what it really comes down to is that people that feel like that they are supposed to be a part of this shit, the American dream, quote right. unquote, right. and people that feel like that we were never really meant to be included in this American dream. Well, I mean, we know the answer to yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know the answer, but the question, the 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 Debate starts with that. I feel like it hinges on that. When you're talking mm-hmm. to people, fundamentally, mm-hmm. what I've been personally running into, right, right, right. I'm one of the people that feels like we were never really meant to be included equally in this shit over here. I think most people know that. Most people won't. Most <laughs> I people, think, I, well, I feel like people it. know. Yeah, they won't. But when it comes to the 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 thinking of like, okay, in a situation like this, like we're discussing, what would I have done? Right, so, the person that is is feeling like that they may have been a part of this might have a little bit more like of a debate with themselves, like, okay, should I run over there? Should I get involved? If not, you know what's going to happen if I do. This is the thing with me. I watched that video and I was shaking. Yeah, physically, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I'd have stood there for eight minutes. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's because. The people who are there, I'm pretty sure they didn't think they was going. No, but I'm saying mentally, the people who were there filming it Mm. and just around the person who was filming it, how they are dealing with it now. Right, right. The fact fact that they didn't. Yes, and he's gone now. Right. 
how are they dealing with that? Because the whole time they were saying, yo, y'all going to kill that dude. Yeah. Mm. Now mm. imagine living with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not like, to mention people online who's talking like, yo, if I was that person or, and, and, and shading this pure slandering, which is not not, not necessary. No, no. Yeah. No. Like I said, man, I, I put up a, a Facebook post. This is the wrong time to be criticizing people for doing anything because you ain't in a position. You don't. Mm. You, yeah. And it's easy to do. You know what I'm saying? Anything easy to do, think twice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if it's that easy, think twice. You probably wouldn't have did that. You know what I mean? And like I said, man, I I watched the video. Yeah, I'm shaking mad. I'm thinking in my head, man, just drop kick him real quick. Right, right. You know, split second, get him off him for a minute, and then I'll I'll handle They're going to dismiss my case for sure. Off top. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully. Video's there. They're going to dismiss my case. You think, hopefully, or you get shot in the head and your family never see you again. You never make it but to your in, in, in the interim, this guy's never going to see his family again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what you I sacrifice? Know. I don't have faith it, it, Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's yeah. No, yeah. No, no real answer. <clears throat> it's, 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 and, yeah. and that's why people, yo, if anybody's listening to this podcast, <laughs> please stop arguing with people about anything <laughs> like that because you don't know. My like, thing is, just stop slaying your 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 own people for yeah, being man. angry about some shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. people like feel when like- you you fully understand the anger. If you don't, then that's a whole different right. uh, thing you need to right. have with yourself. A whole different you know self reflection that you need to have. But if you do, and you know that people are angry, who gives a f- I could give a fuck about a Target. Mm. I don't give a fuck about Walmart. R- tear that shit up. Burn it down. Because guess what? They burned our shit down when we b- built our own shit. Talk about it. All right? When we tried to do our own shit and behave, you still burned the shit down. Yo, how far ahead was Watchmen? Yo, and this, <laughs> Yo, this shit. With the mask. How many levels? This series. Many levels? This series and I'm starting to feel like it really is some Calvary shit going on out here, man. It's like, 100%. It's just, Cal- calculated efforts. Hey, you yeah. seen? Well, I don't know if y'all seen this, but there's a video out there of um, the police coming to talk to uh, it's a group called the Proud Boys, white yeah. white supremacists, right? He comes and talks to them, saying, "Hey, because they're out, they're out there on in front of their uh, in front of a, a business with I seen guns." The headline. I didn't see the video. What he tells them is, "Hey, y'all, I know y'all out here." Go ahead, go inside before curfew, you know. So when I do come back out here and start enforcing things, it don't look like I'm playing favorites with y'all. Like he gives them like pre warning, like, hey, meanwhile I'm playing favorites you, yeah, favorites with you right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm, I'm letting y'all know I'm gonna be back here. I mean, Take y'all cool. guns, go on the inside, you know. That's well, cool. That's cool. Yes, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it's nuts, man. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know, man. Like nothing surprises me. Yeah, it's, it's nothing. It ain't too much that angers me. I'm just like, I just want everybody to have common sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, just people use good judgment and common sense. And certain things shouldn't be happening at this point. Man. You know what I'm saying? Just certain things. Like the um, the uh, the chick in uh, New York in the, in the park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what, like 7 in the morning? Yeah, yeah. white yeah. girl. And, and she had her bird. dog out there choking the shit out of her dog. Yep. And was mad because a dude asked her to Put follow her dog on a leash. Yeah, follow regulations of the park. Mm-hmm. Politely, hold on. 
I'm gonna throw something controversial out here. Okay. Was dude being a Karen by approaching her and telling her to put it, put her dog on a on I'm a leash? A, I'm gonna tell you why he wasn't because he he was not threatening her with any. He wasn't weaponizing the 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 local law enforcement. I think. But a Karen, but the idea of a Karen is just you're not minding your own business and something of no consequence. No, 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 for no, you, no, no. You're interfering. She could have argued with him. And she, I'm not taking one side or another. I'm I, just I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know what you're proposing. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. But the thing is, he never put her life in danger. In danger. He never yeah. threatened her life. She mm. threatened his life. She knew she was. Yeah. She but said, I'll, I'm going to call the police. And also, in, in that park, you are supposed to have your dog leashed. So he's asking her to oblige by the by laws. The yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't out of pocket. He was only filming it to protect himself. Yeah, but I, I do believe that there was a, a little bit of like, you know, let me give this motherfucker a taste of her own medicine because she would surely be doing the same if I was walking Maybe. around here without a dog. But the on the one leash. the one thing I did, Pete, as soon as she put the dog on the leash, he was like, "Thank you," and turned the camera off. Mm-hmm. That's all he wanted. <laughs> put the dog yeah. on the leash. <laughs> you know what? I, I got that thank you as something different. I got that thank you as. You just proved my case, bitch. Wait until this shit goes online. Yeah, yeah, that too. That's what. That's I how I would have felt. I'm petty. Yeah, I mean, because because <laughs> you, you saw her go from calm to like he no. didn't come close. No, 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 no. To no, Drew no. Barrymore and scream. Oh my yeah. god, she was never calm. She was choking that dog out the entire <laughs> fucking video. She was yeah. out of breath. She couldn't even restrain mom. herself. She wasn't even paying attention to what she was doing. She was out of pocket the yeah. entire time. She grabbed that dog by the neck. From the beginning of the video until that dog said, <laughs> You choking the shit out of me, Carrie. This week on Yankee and the Brave. Back at it like a crack addict, Mr. Black Magic, crack a bitch back. Power crack a craft magic, big daddy smoking big tally in a black alley in a black granddaddy rolling down old natty how Napping Maddie as a black granddaddy all back. No cabin fat black, both captain stay floating, no flapping wave runner. I'm a gunner, I'ma have your block high as a sauna all summer. And I put that on all summer and my motherfucking mama. I'ma terrorize the actors playing like they want some drama. I'ma chop them with a chopper till I motherfucking drop drop drop. Stack attic, I'm mad with the blackest fabric. I'm back, I'm magically back in the dash when I fucking ride it. That I'm running the truck over sucker shit. Matter of fact, is the acid even the crack? Automatic facts, it's like that. Act. Scam a bliss when you put in feathers and charge of shit. All of us targeted, all we doing is arguing. Hard and a mess at work until every pocket's been picked and sold and harvested. I'm ready to mob, but he's fucking charlatan. Charlatan, 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 charlatan.